Hey friends, welcome back to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. Happy Thursday to you. As we have every single Thursday, we are doing a Bible study breakdown episode today. We are in the book of Zechariah, which I found out this week. We are actually only two weeks away from starting in the Gospels, which I am, and I know you are too, particularly excited about because then Jesus comes on the scene, right? And I feel like I could do an entire year in the Gospels. I won't. I won't. Don't worry. But we may hang out in like... I don't know how I can do one Bible study breakdown episode in the book of Matthew. Like, I'm, so I may do a couple, right, in each of, the, each of the books of the gospel. All that being said, that is coming around the corner. Zechariah, again, not really quite a popular book in the Bible. And yet the Lord spoke such a good word to me this week to deliver on the podcast. And I cannot wait to talk to you about it. Today, we're talking about how to fight spiritual warfare as a Christian entrepreneur building an online coaching business. Here's the thing, friend, when you are on assignment for the Lord, whether that is in the business industry, whether that is in uh, as a mother, whether that is in your marriage, whether that is in the medical, wherever it is, right? Wherever the Lord has placed you to have influence for other people for the kingdom, you are you basically have a target on your back. But I don't say that to scare you. I say that as it's really good awareness for us to realize as believers that we are susceptible or vulnerable, I should say. Eh, I don't really love the word vulnerable. We can experience spiritual warfare, which is essentially attack from the enemy in order to keep us from accomplishing the thing or becoming in the thing or stepping into the thing or having influence for the kingdom of heaven. And this, this, this conversation is so timely because in the last week, I've had multiple, I've had I would say multiple conversations about spiritual warfare. I've experienced it, which I'm going to get into here in the episode in a little bit. Um, I've seen other entrepreneurs talking about it as well. So I think there's there, this is so timely and no better way to talk about it than in a Bible study breakdown episode. So we're going to talk about spiritual warfare and I'm specifically going to give you seven ways to fight spiritual warfare. This is going to be a super practical episode because you know me, I cannot do an episode that does not have practicality to it. Give me the bullet points. All right. So without further ado, grab your Bible, grab a pen and a notebook and turn to Zechariah. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high-ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, My husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. 
My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. All right, so let me set the stage for you here before we actually dive into the anchor scripture for today. So Zechariah is a prophet and the people have come back from Babylon or they've started to come back into Judah after being exiled for 70 years from Babylon. And as we talked about last week, uh, they started to rebuild their homes first and then the Lord gave them a conviction of hello, hi, <laughs> um, why don't you, why are you focusing on your homes while my home being his temple is lying in ruins? Like, like let's shift around our priority list here. And so Zechariah is a prophet that is receiving visions from the Lord regarding the building of the new temple. Now, remember that the original temple was destroyed when, when, Israel was overthrown by Babylon. And so this is the rebuilding of the second temple. And so the Lord is giving instructions and visions to Zechariah, who is a prophet, for the for the concerning the second rebuild of the temple. So that being said, our anchor scripture for today is Zechariah chapter four. We're going to read three verses. We're going to read six through seven and then verse 10. All right. So this is what it says. Starting in at verse six. Then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, I love this, nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it. Now, We could have just left it right there, but of course, as you know, the Bible is just so, so fruitful, so rich. We're going to, we're going to jump down to verse 10 real quick, and then we're going to break this thing down. So starting in at verse 10, I love this. And if you are a brand new entrepreneur, this, this is what I want you to just meditate on. Write this scripture down, put it on your mirror, say it to yourself every morning, this scripture right here. Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Okay, so Zerubbabel, really trying here to pronounce these names correctly. Zerubbabel was part of the temple building process. And I love the encouragement from the Lord here. Hey, I recognize that this is how I envision the Lord's, like just really explaining this message. Hey, I realize that I'm asking you to do a big task. God knows exactly 
what it is that he's asking us to do, whether it's building a temple, whether it's building a business, whether it's raising four kids who are all under the age of five, whether it, it, whatever it is, the Lord understands what task he's given you. And he understands our limitations as humans. He's also, he also understands far more than we do every single detail on what it's going to take to build the temple or build the business or raise the kids or, or do whatever it is that he's asked you. And he says to us, which is so encouraging, do not despise small beginnings. How many of you here are maybe in, let's say, the first six months of your business? Let's start at the beginning. Some of you are a couple years in, right? But I remember flashback to January 2019. I first started my business. I had no idea where to start. <laughs> no idea. And when I think back to what that was like, I'm almost grateful for the ignorance of what I didn't know, what I didn't know, because I think that had I understood that the, the mountain that was ahead of me, I would have been overwhelmed. So let's just thank the Lord for the grace of not showing us every single step of the mountain. I once heard somebody say, um, you know, the Lord oftentimes shows people either the mountaintop or he'll show you the next step, but he's never going to show you every single step and illuminate it to you all at once, all the way from where you are to the top of the mountain, because that would be really, really overwhelming to us. So how many of you are in this season where you are just starting your business? You're at the base of the mountain and you're about to climb Everest and it feels overwhelming so much so to where you're like, I don't even know if I want to take the first step. It's so interesting that, you know, that, that example just came to me about Everest. I recently saw an example, a chart uh, a couple weeks ago talking about like Everest versus, which is obviously the tallest mountain in the world versus other mountains that people climb and they train for these things. I mean, they, they, they train for weeks or months or maybe even years to climb these mountains. And I can only imagine how at one point, how potentially overwhelming it would be to stand at the base of the mountain and to take your very first step climbing Everest. And many of us, may I just say, perhaps are avoiding taking the first step in our business, or maybe maybe it's not the first step, maybe taking the next step in our business because we realize that we have a long way to go still. And I so I just love the encouragement that the Lord gives here of do not despise small beginnings. Don't despise them. And how encouraging to hear from the one who gave you the assignment, who is going to see you through, and who has complete abundance to provide every single thing that you need and every person you need and every resource you need to complete the assignment. So I just find that so encouraging and I hope that that, that resonates for, I hope that resonates for all of you, but that was for someone specifically. I don't know who you are, but you know who you are. And, I, and I'm also reminded back to, the, it's interesting that this is again coming up right now because this is a huge reflection moment for me. Right now, as I'm recording this, I'm not in Nebraska. I am on my very first business trip in Arizona. And as I was on the plane, I was, outlining this episode and the Lord brought to me just like a flashback of where I started, where my small beginning was and where I am now. And in just the goodness of how he is of where he brought me, I made a hundred dollars my very first month in business, January, 2019, humble beginnings, hundred dollars. And I was so excited about that because I thought to myself, my gosh, maybe I can actually really do this. And how good is the father that he took me from making $100 my very first month to more than four years later, sustaining me for that long through a pandemic, through so many challenges, through so many road bumps and obstacles to being on my very first business trip with 
the purpose of this business trip being to hone in on scaling the business this year. Like how it was a total like just eye-opening moment for me. And so to read the verse, do not despise the small beginnings for the Lord delights in seeing the work begin. It's just like God saying, hey, I know this is a big road. I know that the mountain's high. Let's go. Let's take the first step together. So with all that being said, I'm trying to lay the groundwork here for the rest of the episode, which is, okay, so so we take that first step, right, into building the business or climbing the mountain, whatever it is for you. Well, what would cause us to maybe take the first step? But if you take the first step, like we need to take the last step too. Like, like we need to finish whatever it is that we start. There's a verse in the Bible I can't, I can't remember it off the top of my head where it talks about finishing what, what you start. And I started to think to myself on the plane, what would cause us to not complete the assignment? And for many of us here, that is the business. What would cause us to stop building the coaching business? What would cause us to give up, to, to throw in the towel, to say, you know what, God, like maybe I, maybe I heard you wrong, which I hear so many times. I feel like I hear that often where coaches, they experience obstacles and then they think that they just heard God wrong. What would cause us to take the first step, but not take the final step over the finish line? And what the Lord brought to me, which is so, so good. And this is where we're going to camp out today is the concept of spiritual warfare. Now, Maybe you are like me, and even though I I spent like a pretty fair amount of time in church growing up, I never really heard anybody until these last recent years discuss the concept of spiritual warfare. So I want to give you just a quick Wikipedia definition, not my words, Wikipedia's words, on what is spiritual warfare. So this is what Wikipedia says. Spiritual warfare is the Christian concept of fighting against the work of pre preternatural, don't know what that word means, preternatural evil forces. So basically, spiritual warfare is fighting against evil forces of this world. And okay, Cami, thank you for the definition. You're welcome. But what can spiritual warfare look like in your everyday life? And specifically, what can it look like in your business? So let me just first start this off with a real life example. And then I'm going to give you some other examples that you may be like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So do you remember last month I was launching for High Ticket Powerhouse. I'd just come back from vacation. I was finishing up the launch and it was the last few days of the launch and I got COVID. I got COVID and, and man, was I sick. And not only did I get COVID, I then got shingles. Tell me, do you know any other 27-year-old woman, like, do you know any other people under the age of 30 that have ever gotten shingles? I don't. I do not think, I do not know anybody under the age of 30 has ever gotten shingles. Why? Why did I get COVID? Why did I get shingles? And why was I dealing, here's another transparent moment, the last three to four months, I've been dealing with a level of anxiety in my life that I just, I have not experienced it's to a depth that I'm like, wow, this feels spiritual. This feels deeper than maybe what manageable anxiety has felt like. And then you're telling me right as I'm building this thing that the Lord specifically told me to build powerhouse and, and 
as he's telling me to, this is the time to start scaling the business and turning it evergreen, which is the word that he gave me two years ago. You're telling me the week that I finished my launch, which by the way, statistically, the last week of a launch is, 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 the, is the time when most people come in through the doors of a, of a program. You're telling me that's the time that I got COVID? And then followed by shingles. And my what was attacked, of all the places on my body to get shingles, what was attacked? My face and my mouth. What is the number one thing that I have to be able to use in order to deliver coaching effectively? My face and my mouth. That, my friends, is an example of spiritual warfare. When I had COVID, I was so, I had so much brain fog. It was taking me four times longer to complete tasks for the launch than it was, it was like there was an attack lined up trying to prevent me from finishing the high ticket powerhouse launch strong. Now, thank you, Lord, we finished strong because he is a good, good father and he fights on our behalf. But there is no doubt in my mind that what I experienced back in January and have been experiencing with the anxiety that I've been feeling the last three to four months is spiritual warfare. Now we are, we are, we are like, we are beings that there, we have a physical body. We have a mind, we have a spirit, we have our mind, will, and emotions. Like, like we are a holistic being. And so I recognize, of course, there could be other factors in there, but we also have to like, like we have to realize that we are not of this world. And so, yes, spiritual warfare is very, very real. And here's what it can look like. Spiritual warfare can look like specifically, especially in, I'm I'm taking this angle specifically talking to business owners. It can look like doubt, overwhelm, giving up too soon, fear, anxiety, scarcity around money, scarcity around, is anybody going to buy this? Scarcity around, is there enough clients? Scarcity around, is there enough, is the coaching space too saturated? Is there enough room for me at the table? Um, It can look like, it can look like, you having deep, deep resistance to working through trauma or mindset blocks or limiting beliefs. It can look like comparison. Spirit, there's lots of ways the spiritual warfare can look in a person's life. And those are just some of the very common ways that I've seen it look specifically for entrepreneurs. So with that being said, I want to leave you today. I want to spend the rest of the time in this episode talking through practical ways to fight spiritual warfare because it is a battle and it's a battle that through Christ, we've actually already won. So we don't have to be afraid of spiritual warfare and we had better know how to fight it. So I'm just going to run through this list with you and I have lots of verses that we're going to pull from today in order to bring more depth into each one of these seven ways to fight spiritual warfare. So let's just go ahead and start right off the bat. Number one, you need to acknowledge that you have an enemy. I was just telling um, Lissa, so I'm I'm in Arizona on a business trip with, you guys have heard Lissa on the podcast before. She's a guest coach inside of High Ticket Powerhouse. One of my best friends, wildly successful online business coach. And I was just discussing with her right before this episode that we cannot change something that we are not aware of. And when you are being attacked, one of the best defense mechanisms that you have is to understand who are you fighting. If you do not know how to f- how who your enemy is, then you do not know which weapon to go pick up to go fight that enemy. So first off, you have to acknowledge that there is an enemy. Satan, the devil, and demons, okay? And let, let Cammy, 
well, why are you talking about this? Well, let's just look because nobody talked about this when I was growing up. And so I was just waltzing through life, not, not knowing it. And I, I was well aware I was in church and I felt like I was not adequately prepared to fight the spiritual battles that I would someday fight. And so let's, let's dive into Ephesians 6, 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. We're going to come back to that in a moment. Against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. My question for you, friend, is how many people are walking around this world trying to fight a spiritual battle with a worldly weapon? If you bring the wrong weapon to the battle, guess what? Our, our, our battle is already won in Christ and you had better appropriately armor up so that you don't have to just sit in the warfare, but you can fight against it. And how many people are, are, are just not appropriately armored up? And so when the spiritual warfare comes, they don't know how to fight it. And how much differently would you live if you truly realized, and when I say you, I mean you, I mean me, I mean everybody, if we truly realized and understood and acknowledged that there is more to this world than what we see with our human eyes. That verse I just read, it said, authorities of the unseen world. There is a verse in the Bible where, where God talks about how he is more real than the world that we're seeing with our eyes. It's so interesting. It's part of our human nature to have a hard time believing something that we can't tangibly see or hold or touch. And I think that that's why so many people wrestle with the concept of God. Well, I can't see God. He's not texting me. I'm not hearing his voice audibly. How do I know he's real? And so if we can't see it, you know, the world tells us, well, well if you can't see it, if you can't touch it, you can't feel it, you can't hear it. If you can't see it with your senses, if you can't experience it with your senses, then it must not be real. And what we have to realize is that this world is beyond more than what we can just see with our eyes. There is an unseen world. There is a spiritual realm to this world. And there is good and evil. And many times we are experiencing evil forces, spiritual warfare. Now, I want to pause right here and just put this little caveat in here that not every time something bad happens to you, does that mean that it's spiritual warfare? <laughs> okay. Um, if you didn't hit your monthly income this month, it may be because you did not adequately prepare. It could be from spiritual warfare and it could be from bad planning. It could be because you didn't have like good counsel. There's, there's lots of reasons. I don't want you to label every negative thing in your life as spiritual warfare, because again, we have to recognize that we are fallen beings. Many times that we bring things on ourselves and, um, we have an enemy that is actively trying to keep us from accomplishing the assignment that God gave us and actively trying to keep us separated from our heavenly father. So that was number one. You have to acknowledge that you actually have an enemy. If you're going to appropriately go to battle against him. Number two and number three, we have seven total. Number two and number three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it as a, as a pair and you'll, you'll understand why here in a second. Number two is you need to go to war in prayer. Number three is spiritual fasting. And I'm not talking about intermittent fasting. I'm talking about denying your flesh of something that you like in order to allow your dependence to come from the Father and to get closer to the Father. And we don't have time to, to go into it today, although this could be a podcast episode for the future. Um, 
spiritual fasting. What is it? How does one do it? Why do we do it? So number two and number three, go to war in prayer and spiritual fasting. Where is this coming from biblically? Mark 29, or excuse me, Mark chapter nine, verse 28 and 29. And, and I'm going to read the, the King James Version. So if you're like, Cammie, why does that sound so eloquent? Well, friend, it's because I'm reading the King James Version. And when he, he is Jesus, was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately. Okay, so let me set the stage here for you. Sorry, guys. I kind of went in and then let me set the stage. And I'm not going to edit this out because I'm also working on perfectionism and not having perfectionism. The disciples were given this authority to heal people, to cast out demons. Well, they, they came across an individual where that was possessed and they, they couldn't cast him out. And so they finally had to have Jesus come onto the scene and Jesus had to take care of it. And, and privately, they when, when they then had a private moment after Jesus cast out this demon, they said, you know, Jesus, why couldn't we cast out the demon? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. What am I telling you, friends? Some battles that you are experiencing in this world will only change by prayer and fasting. And that specific enemy that they were that was overcoming that person that that they needed that needed to be delivered from was a evil spirit of the spiritual realm. So sometimes spiritual warfare can only be broken by prayer and fasting. That's right from the book of Mark. Again, chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. Go study that on your own time. So number one, acknowledge you have an enemy. Number two, go to war and prayer. Number three, spiritual fasting. Number four, you need to step into your authority as joint heir with Christ. When I think about... Where does the enemy often come to attack us the most? I would say that probably the most common place for the enemy to launch a spiritual warfare attack is on our mind. Now, why is that? I reflect on Romans 12 too, where it says, and I say this in so many episodes because it's like an anchor verse for me. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you look, by changing the way you spend your money, by changing the way you manage your time. No, by changing the way you think, your mind. 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who can know the Lord's thoughts who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Friend, I need you to hear me. You have the mind of Christ. Where is the enemy going to try and attack you? The place for by which many of us are most vulnerable. And that is in our mind. Because if you can attack somebody's mind, you can transform them for good or for bad. Step into your authority, recognizing that the Lord, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you said, Lord, I, I recognize that I'm a sinner and I repent for my sins and I put my full faith and trust in you as, as the son of the, of the Father who died for my sins, and you accepted Jesus Christ, you received the Holy Spirit. That gives you authority. It gives you authority over the enemy, which gives you authority over spiritual 
warfare. So recognize that you are not a helpless victim if you are under a spiritual warfare attack. Stand up and fight against the enemy. Realize that, that you are on the winning team here, but you have to step, in, step into your authority as joint heirs with Christ. Number five, keep going. So many times, so many times, I would even venture to say most often, all my coaches, all my coaching businesses don't, aren't successful because, not because they weren't called to do the work, they were, but because they gave up too soon. They hit too many obstacles. They convinced themselves that this wasn't worth it, or maybe I heard God wrong, and they, they, they gave up. Friend, somebody needs to hear this. You experiencing obstacles in your business is not a sign that God didn't call you to the business. Let me say it another way. Just because you're experiencing obstacles when it comes to building your business doesn't mean that you weren't called to build the business. Zerubbabel and Nehemiah, remember when we did Nehemiah way back in the day? Um, they experienced, go look at the book of Nehemiah, okay? They experienced obstacle after obstacle after obstacle when they were trying to rebuild when they came back from Babylon. They were supposed to be building. Like that was their, they were anointed to do the work and they were hit with obstacle after obstacle after after obstacle. We have to reject the notion as believers that if God called us to do something, that means it's going to be easy. Why, why, where did that come from? I'm curious. Where did, like, just because you're called to do something doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And, and when you experience obstacles, do not allow the enemy to convince you in your mind that you heard God wrong. Galatians 6, 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time, not your timetable, the right timetable, which is, of course, we know the fathers. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing, of blessing. He has good plans for you, friend. He doesn't have trouble planned for you. He has a good, good plans. He will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not give up. Many of you are not experiencing the blessing because you gave up too soon. You convinced yourself that, oh, because I had my fourth flop to launch in a row, because I heard my 17th no in a row on my sales calls, because this is my fifth month where I haven't made any money in my business, it must mean that this is not God's plan for me. Or it could just mean that you need a new strategy. Don't allow the enemy to convince you that just because you're experiencing obstacles, that somehow that means that you weren't called to do this. And unfortunately, many coaches are buying into that lie. And it's destroying your journey of completing the assignment. So do not give up because you will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not give up. That was number five. Keep going. Number six, fight lies with truth. This is something that my mindset mentor, Betsy Crony, is working on me with right now or working with me on as I prepare my mind, my spirit to scale the business. Because, because I recognize, because the Lord brought this revelation to me, that as I'm building my business, and, and go back and listen to last, last Thursday's episode for more insight on this. We, we don't have time to talk about it right now. But I, the Lord made it so clear to me that as I'm building this business, belief patterns, 
scarcity mindset, anything else that was holding me back, it couldn't go with me into the next season. I had to like drop it out the door. Did anybody have like a no shoes in the house rule growing up? You had to like drop your shoes at, <laughs> we had to do it like in the four, like in the little forum or like the four, four A. What do they call them? Four A's. <laughs> we had to drop our shoes at the front door. We couldn't go up the stairs onto the carpet with our shoes on. The Lord is giving me this vision right now of walking from one level in our house to the next level. And the rule was you, you could not go on the carpet with your shoes. You had to drop your shoes at the door. I believe this is a prophetic image for many of you that the baggage you're carrying in your mind, in your spirit, you have to drop it at the door before the Lord will allow you to go to the next level. And so one way that I'm doing that with my mentor is by identifying, becoming aware of the lies that I'm believing, whatever it is that I'm believing in my mind, and then finding scriptures of, okay, now does, is that what God says or is that a lie that I'm believing in my brain? Is, it, is money really scarce or am I just believing that? And going, whatever lies it is, that was just an example, but like going in, in and finding asking yourself, what are the lies? Or asking God, Lord, reveal to me, what are the lies that are holding me back? And then going and finding scriptures that can counter that lie with the truth. Write those scriptures down and meditate on them. The word says that we are supposed to meditate on God's word day and night. Do you know? Go listen to Betsy, Betsy's podcast, Ignite Her Soul. It takes 67 days, consecutive days, to create a new neural pathway in your brain. Meditating, imagine how much different your mindset would be if you meditated on truth for 67 days straight, instead of repeating the same old lies to yourself over and over and over and over. Do not allow your mind to be a playground for the enemy. Fight lies with truth. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Whatever lie you're believing, Go find a scripture that counters that lie and start meditating on it. Hang on to it. Now, it's deeper work, right? Like, like it, it was, it's easy for me to say that, but, but there's deeper work to be done. And again, that's why you may, the Lord may be asking you to find somebody to hold you accountable, like a mindset mentor. Betsy Crony is incredible. If you are somebody that is in the entrepreneurship space and you are wanting to go to the next level, but you know mentally there are mindset blocks holding you back. You're going to have to do some deep work, friend, in order to get to the next level. I, I, I'll even say one more bold statement. I believe that many times, if not most of the time, a coach either quits their business early or caps themselves out or plateaus or doesn't get to the next level is not because they weren't capable. It wasn't because there wasn't enough people. It's not because the offer wasn't wasn't there, it was because they beat themselves in their mind or they allowed the enemy to beat them in their mind. Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Change the way you think. Change your life, friend. And that's not some weird new age woo-woo. That's like the word says that. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Number seven, our last one. Just like our first bullet point said, you need to know and acknowledge you have an enemy. Our last bullet point and the most important bullet point is to know that you have a savior and to know your your savior deeply and intimately and have deep relationship with your father. Romans 8, 37. 
No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of heaven can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You already have the victory because Christ has already paid that price. Please do not allow the enemy to convince you that you have lost a battle, that you've lost a war, that Christ has already won. Not will win. He's already won the war, which means he has fought on your behalf. Victory is already yours. So I'm going to run through those one through seven real quick, and then we will close out today's episode. Number one, acknowledge you have an enemy. It's really hard to fight a battle where you do not know who you're fighting. Imagine all the people walking around experiencing warfare in their life, but not acknowledging that what they're experiencing is actually warfare, or not just, just not knowing that what they're experiencing is warfare. Now, that's not to say that every bad thing, again, that happens in your life is warfare. No, absolutely not. But... We live in a spiritual world. So like, like right off the bat, we have to know that. We have to know that, we, that, that the world is beyond what, we, what we're just seeing. And we have to know that we have an enemy. Number two, meshed with the number three, go to, the, go to war in prayer and fasting. Number four, step into your authority as joint heirs with Christ, recognizing that you have the mind of Christ. Number five, keep going. Do not give up. Number six, fight lies with the truth. And number seven, know your Savior. Friend, Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are somebody that is experiencing spiritual warfare, then I pray that this was just an episode that is like a light for you. Uh, maybe you feel like you're surrounded by darkness. I pray that this episode was a light on the hill for you. And lastly, friend, I would love to ask that if you found value in this episode, would you please share it? Whether that is screenshotting uh, the podcast episode and, and throwing it up on your Instagram stories and tagging me or, or sending the episode link to a friend, would you please share this with somebody so that we can grow this podcast and get this these episodes, this content into the earbuds of people that need to hear them the most? Would you do that for me? I would be so, so grateful. All right, friend, I love you. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your week and I'll see you on Monday. Hey coach, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.